Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Right. Hey, everybody. Um, this is Gina, and today we have a very special episode of Acts of Pod. It's just me and Anne. Hi. And <laughs> hey, our friend stays on, has a sick kid, and uh, she couldn't come and record. Yeah. Because she's devoted to her child. <laughs> Like an idiot. No, I'm just kidding. God. No, I did yeah, feel. But I did feel bad for her. I mean, the. I know. It, well, and it sucks because we try to. We're pretty good about coordinating with each other, but sometimes you know we have like a week where things just don't sync up, and. Uh, but fortunately, we're talking about something that has. Oh, I don't know about a thousand subtopics, so we'll we'll right. be revisiting this. This is I'm a. Sure. It's a huge topic, and she can definitely, when we cover the sequel, she'll be back in. But um, So anyway, Acts of Pod, that's, that's this podcast, our podcast, and what we try to do is take um, an article that sort of made a splash in the news of the week, and we try to put it in a larger historical context. So when you read it, you'll have a better understanding of where this problem came from, um, how long it's been cooking on the stove, you know. Can I also interject? I I think part of this is also um, a bit of therapy for us. Oh, yeah. um, It's a little self-indulgent, Anne, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) which, you know, but that's... That's cool. That's okay. I mean, I I definitely join us. Join us. It it can't hurt. Like I said, I was uh, my therapist told me to engage in a meaningful hobby, and I I put a lot of pressure on Anne and Cezanne to join me, and um, I think they're getting a benefit out of it too. It's cer- I definitely am. It's certainly definitely. not because we're attracting tons of listeners. Because if that were the basis probably should have quit a long time ago <laughs> so i think it is it is more self-interested you know, yeah we're, we're having fun we're having fun there's you know there's some people they're like not in their heads or laughing that's right this is a it is a comedy we're not professors no and i know that a lot of people were confused when they yeah when they heard us and um no we are not academics. Well, I mean, I mean you have a master's. You have yeah, a master's. but I, we we do have an academic background, but 
that we went not... to school. I yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. We've I I can do footnotes. Yes. I can research. Uh-huh. Um, but this is really just to also vent. Rant. Vent. Vent. Rant. Vent. Rant. Vent. Vent sounds better. Yeah, both of those things, but um. <sighs> But well, and, and fortunately, this topic really doesn't, it really didn't uh, grab me. So it oh, really didn't yeah. scare the, it, it's not the most terrifying thing I've read lately. All right. And I'll, I'll let the listener in on a secret. She's being sarcastic because she texted about 400 times about how the, <laughs> how the end of the world was ahead. So um, I think she is scared. And there's quite a few resource materials that she uh, sped through this week, so it should be interesting. Yeah. But um, so the topic this week, what what stuck out in the news? I mean, the thing is, is that um, there are about 100 million things every week that sticks out in the news. <laughs> so it's difficult to choose, like, which one alarms us the most. But <laughs> But this week it was a report from the U.N., about climate change and apparently things are a little worse than uh we had all hoped and uh apparently the world community needs to work together before i guess we all die right i mean yeah um it this report and i'll go it there was a times article that kind of gives you a summary of it right but you can if you want to you want to read you can also go directly to the docs and um but anyway it's um a crisis as early as 2040 so if greenhouse gas emissions continue at the current rate um we Mm. Well, see, now I'm looking at all my notes. There's a lot of things highlighted. Maybe I over-highlighted. That's a problem. I did that as (laughs) well, and so... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, We're on track to buy, I think, I guess, what, 2040, to be 1.5 degrees warmer. And that doesn't sound like a lot, but in comparison to human and earth history geological history it's um pretty catastrophic um because it's what the science is saying is which this isn't now this isn't new that uh since the industrial revolution the uptick in you know poison poisonous poisons i don't greenhouse get pollution carbon uh, whatever oh god coal all that um has meant that uh we're looking at like catastrophic transformative events within the next 30 40 years right um and uh uh let me see the report says that in order to invo- avoid the most serious damage, we're going to have to re- transform the world economy. So that's going to be easy. Right. <laughs> um, people are usually on board with that. Yeah. Especially the ones in power. Yeah. Um, 
So essentially the report was saying that the reason that this sort of thing is catastrophic is that there are, uh, the sea levels arise because the polar ice caps are going to melt. I mean, these things that we've yeah. had for a long time. So, right. um, that the tropics are going to be uninhabitable because they're going to be far, it's going to be far too hot. And, you know, a lot of the coastal cities will be flooded and washed out. And, um, there's going to be a ma- like a mass immigration event, yeah. so, like tens yeah. of millions of people. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, if you're at some point, there's going to have to be a change in the world economy. And it's like, well, we could do this now or mm-hmm. you can or you can have a catastrophe like it's. You, you can either yeah. like you can either like mitigate the disaster or just wait for it to play out. Right. And it be utter chaos. And at this point, it's so far beyond that the report is recommending uh, we need to do uh, get CO2 emissions down to zero. Right. Like, within our lifetime. Right. I, yeah, that's definitely going to happen. <laughs> yeah, because we all know... Oh God! Okay. I know it, it's so it's so bleak. So and because the the United States is the second largest contributor, right, to greenhouse. Yeah, I said, and um, as you know, we just pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. How, oh, is it official now? Well, I thought he's it. Okay, I know that's on the docket or whatever (laughs) well i mean that yeah the way that they had um the way that the agreement was made it takes like three years for anybody to okay so but i mean he just said it like the way he says a lot of things but right all this to say it is reflective of the general attitude of the people in power at the moment which is you know uh, yeah, they're not. They're not um, actively helping. Is my yeah. Point. Well, and I think here's a good quote, Gina. I think you'll like okay. that kind of kind of sums up where 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 the the kind of path we're gonna take. And uh, uh, let me just find the quote. Uh oh. And no, I can do a, a quick search. Okay. Um, and this is again. This is in. This is it. Well, this is in a different article. But um, <laughs> okay. So, uh, a lead a lead global scientist um, for the climate and energy for the World Wildlife Fund, he said, "This is not a political negotiation. It's a science report." Yeah. And apparently, that is such a hurdle. Well, and I, that reminds me because a. Uh, what I was reading is that they were saying that, you know, it's not, it's not a, a politically popular topic to talk about taxing carbon emissions. Right. But, you know, again, you're talking about the chance of survival for your own kids and their grandkids. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. If you're, like, trying to appease 80-year-old energy barons, 
like maybe <laughs> maybe you should be a bit more forward thinking i mean that that's yeah. the right you know like oh, God. i yeah. i can't imagine that they're super worried about what's coming 20 years down the road you know unless they're gonna have yeah. their brains in a jar like i you know <laughs> they don't care yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to find this uh this thing about it was like an FAQ about climate change breaking it down and it's like um how much should I worry about climate change affecting me directly? Are you rich enough to sh- shield your descendants? Right. That would be the, that's like the summary answer and of course it went into because basically like as with the climate change affecting society it's the poor are going to be hit the hardest and they're going to be hit first and it's going to be bad well worse than yeah what i was telling you is that i was reading an article where um it was a a scientist that had been brought in uh to talk at this sort of tech gathering in his his like uh, appearance fee was higher than he had ever had before. He was like, I have no idea why they want a scientist to talk to yeah. them anyway. Like he couldn't figure out why he was there. And when he gets <laughs> there, he they just usher him into a room. There's no crowd. There's no speech. And it's just all these tech like millionaires and billionaires that are essentially what? asking him like, what's the cryptocurrency of the future? Like, Will I be able to keep my security forces loyal to me, or do I need to have Jesus. like a collar that I can put on them? You oh, know? good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a sh- um, like a shock collar. Sure, sure. Well, yeah. Then this goes back to something we've talked about about the the millionaire bunkers, you know, or billionaire bunkers. Well, like, but the thing of it is, is that the fact that they have already because there's one there. To already do like the survivalist bunkers and that—that's one. Like, there's always people who are a bit paranoid in that way, but sure. these people actually know they're—they're they're involved. Yeah. In the degradation of the environment, so they—they they know what's coming. Yeah. And so they're asking, how can we? You know, depend on anyone's loyalty if money is meaningless. Right. How are we going to manipulate people? Well, and that's the thing, because they were uh, saying, like, what about people? What if people are coming after our food stores? You know? And- yeah. I, I mean, like, are are we talking about the rise of the proletariat? Well, and that's the thing. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think that it's I, I don't think that there's any coincidence that. You know, as it's becoming more dangerous environmentally, you see this quick cash grab, you know, yeah. and they've been really shameless about it. Like politically, there have been, you know, it it used to be the things that they say out loud, you couldn't even hint towards like the. Yeah. As far as like the 1% is concerned and the fact that they they buy votes and they have you know it's like it now everybody completely accepts that they yeah they're like oh that's that's how it's done and it's like no yeah, that 
you absolutely don't have to accept that. Yeah. You don't have to accept that ExxonMobil has bought your senator and they don't mind if your kids die. Right. Like right. that that is you're allowed to elect somebody who would not let that happen. Oh god. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. And th- this was another thing just just to put in perspective too, like okay, this report is like very jarring right right it's not but I, I yeah i read um an article that that made a good point was that so this version of the report it had to be approved by all 195 of the member nations so there was some watering down so like one one scientist was saying um on an earlier draft it's left out some uh, even crazier risk. Well, he didn't say crazier. I'm saying crazier. Right. Important risks and the consequences, tipping points. I mean, this is like the palatable version, I guess. And it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's terrible. And Yeah. But the thing of it is, is that you, it, it really has come to a point where it's, it's difficult to deny that, I mean... There is a higher frequency of hurricanes. It is a lot hotter than it's ever been, you right? Know, for more years than a, in, in a row, and I mean, there's these terrible like meteorological events that are very obviously, you know, affected by the change in climate. Yeah. Now, I will say, Gina, the hurricane thing—that is—that's something that they're saying doesn't have enough analysis yet but it would seem so because the client they did talk about flooding and rainstorms well, so i, I don't really like, understand the isn't it if the water is warmer yeah no you're right i mean it definitely like i read a statistic about okay yeah um there's 83,000 Residents of New York and New Jersey that that um, were affected by Hurricane Sandy, mm-hmm. um, they wait. I mean, how uh, many hurricanes hit New York? Yeah, yeah. If if okay, yeah. If if, if the climate was stable, then yeah, there was a lot more people than should have been affected. Yeah, with that, for sure. I was like, well, I will say, Gina, uh, <laughs> I just let's be scientific here because uh, I don't want to I don't want to outrage any deniers that I, I know are always listening to our podcast. <laughs> At least two <laughs> of the 30. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, no I, I am glad that you bought, brought up um, climate change denial. Yeah, because uh, that's kind of what I wanted to focus on. Um, oh, that's a fun that's fun. Well, and this is the thing, we're, we're not, and I think everybody's going to be surprised to hear this, we're not scientists. Um, I don't know very much about environmental science, and uh, I find it confusing. And um, the first, okay, so I wanted to talk about who, who is a climate change denier? Like where where did this start? And I think that 
if you wanted to know the origin point where you could start was the first time anyone started to notice that anything was going a bit awry. <laughs> right. Now, the most people most people acknowledge that it was around 1977 um, that James Black uh, had some serious findings, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, the first... Yeah, here we go. Here's the first mention of it. Um, in 1957, scientists working at Humble Oil, which is now ExxonMobil, uh-huh. they published a paper on the dilution of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere and ocean. And the paper noted, although appreciable amounts of carbon dioxide have undoubtedly been added from soils by tilling of land, apparently... <laughs> a much greater amount has resulted from the combustion of fossil fuels. Yeah. So uh, they knew back in 1957. And I found something that even even in uh, there was a paper in 1896. Oh, nice. Where, where they it, I can't pronounce his last name, but the the author. Um, if you if you had to. <laughs> oh. Arhenius. Ooh, I like it. Um, <laughs> he, um, so this paper was, it was just kind of speculating about carbon dioxide and long-term variations. Now, he wasn't talking about global warming or, or suggesting that there was going to be some sort of thing, but already, and just that span of the industrial revolution taking place it was already science was like scientists were like um we should we should do some investigating right this, are there consequences be, for what we're doing yeah. right now or yeah the 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 crazy black smoke of i don't you know london or whatever like right let's look like, into it the sides of buildings are covered in black soot and children are coughing up black like snot yeah. you know i was like does this in any way... Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was, you reminded me of the moth. You know, not... not The moth that... Um, the podcast? Evolved. No, yeah. or Not the moth man. The moth that evolved because of London pollution. And, like, the, it was like a... It's like a Darwinian thing. No, I... I but... Uh, and once again, um, let me just get back to my science paper. Uh, no, I don't know. Someone out there knows about this moth. Does I'll it... make I'll make a note to post it on Twitter. So hmm. wait, I mean, in I'm what way? It... In what way has it thrived in that environment? Oh, it didn't thrive. It like um, ha- <sighs> it was like mimicry. Like it changed a color because of oh. the yeah. Okay, because like everything a, was is was darker. Right. Oh, I'm gonna okay. make a note. Pollution uh, moth. Pollution question mark. Oh my god. <laughs> Keep that in. <laughs> Although honestly, if it was the moth man, <coughs> that I would believe that too. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that? He came down in London, <laughs> and he said, "Y'all motherfuckers are gonna die." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I believe it." <laughs> Um, oh man! But yeah, back to Exxon because there's well, there's and some so good and ones. then here here's where it gets a little um, shady. 
Um, so in 
um, they sent like a ship out to analyze the absorption rate of carbon dioxide in the oceans. Oh, and oceans are still okay. Yeah, they're fine. So don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oceans are fine. No. All reefs, they're not going to be gone in 30 years. Yeah. So, no. you know, what, what we're seeing so far is that, right, like in the late 70s, you know, even though there were whispers about it, and you'll see a lot of parallels between the tobacco industry which, um, and then this is where it, it, where essentially for a long time, there was hints that maybe smoking wasn't so great for you, yeah. but there wasn't any sort of definitive proof. And so they, as long as nobody could prove that dangerous, that cigarettes were dangerous, like they were super concerned about it. Like even if they knew that they were. Mm-hmm. And so this is like kind of a turning point. So from 79 to 83, major fossil fuel companies, including Exxon, Mobil, Amoco, Phillips, Texaco, Shell, mm-hmm. um, Standard Oil, and Gulf Oil, um, they met regularly as a part of a task force to discuss the science and implications of climate change. Um, <sighs> so in the minute from one document um, of the meeting suggests that oil companies knew the climate change was occurring and that they would bear some responsibilities for managing it. Um, and so after they, so they all knew this. What, what do you think they decided to do about it, Anne? Um, oh, launch a campaign to completely, uh, a public campaign to that was the opposite of all the research what (laughs) what wait are you saying that knowing that they could have catastrophic results if they didn't in any way change their behavior yeah they instead invested 30 million (laughs) dollars with the same companies that the tobacco companies used yeah to muddy the science um, so they essentially created the climate saint, the climate yeah. change denier that yeah. did not exist organically. Right. And in fact, anybody who did come out as a climate change denier, like a scientist, for example, much like the people that came out for the tobacco industry were paid by yeah. the fossil fuel industry. Right. So that there was anyone who organically believed that there was in fact some sort of weird conspiracy by the scientific <laughs> establishment. Yeah. To I don't know. And yeah, what would be the what's the end game there? Right. I I I um, buy buy more of our journals. Uh, yeah, exactly. What? Yeah, it doesn't make any yeah. sense. Like, what what skin do they have in the game? Yeah, certainly not gasoline. Well, <laughs> like, I the thing is, is that the reverse is true. Like, yeah, I could see that if you were making billions of dollars a year, how it would be in your best interest to deny that what you were doing was harmful. Right. If 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 our cars were fueled by academic peer-reviewed journals, <laughs> then <laughs> where you you know you roll them up and you shove them in your gas tank, right. then yeah, okay. Well, wait a minute. 
maybe there's something to this. That's right. If, <laughs> if like all of our all of our power was in fact just bloviating liberal, <laughs> like ivory tower, <laughs> you know, just lecturing us on our 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 moral inadequacy. If that yeah. is how we ran our society, then yes, right. I could see why right. somebody would think it was a conspiracy. But like, it's in fact the like, opposite. Like the great, the great, uh, you know, symposiums <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> Have you heard about this, the Heartland Institute? Oh yeah, you laid on yeah, me, okay. buddy. They they have a conference on. Um, their energy conference. Oh. And they just had one uh, in August of this year. And, you know, I read this article about their, their key points. And really just what I gathered were some fun, like, quotes, like, about um, the EPA's finding that greenhouse gases are a danger to human health and welfare. Okay, so they're calling that the endangerment finding. Okay. And um, someone attending the conference said that's complete nonsense. It's a direct threat to the president's energy dominance agenda. Huh? Like, I, how, why would they start 40 years ago undermining, undermining an agenda that they had no idea No, this was la- this year. No, but that's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Why... <laughs> Wait, I don't see because it's okay. Yeah, sorry. Well, I, Go ahead. If you were trying to undermine this president's energy agenda, right? Why would you, <laughs> right, manufacture science forty years ago? I mean, that seems fairly elaborate. If if it it's almost a as sci-fi. if it it almost uh, it's almost as if. Those two things are not related at all. <laughs> right, right. And that they're making up facts almost right. like Exxon did to muddy the science. Yeah. Because yeah. they, in fact, also have a financial interest in keeping the fossil fuel industry. I don't know. Oh, Heartland co-founder Joseph Bast. Big companies are willing to throw their customers under the bus when it comes to appearing to be green. Or appeasing an administration. What administration? Like, uh, Obama. But that doesn't even make any sense. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, because, you know, yeah. in no other country is this a partisan issue. Right. But uh, according to everything discussed at this conference, it very much is. Like, um, oh, God. Here, uh, Brooke Rollins, former CEO and president of the conservative Texas Public Policy Foundation. Oh, that sounds great. Um, she's also assistant to the president in Office of American Innovation. I don't know what that is. Um, we know the research of CO2 being a pollutant is just not valid. I mean, who does? Who knows that? We. They. <laughs> they know. Okay. All, all, the, all these uh, super rich political people, they just know it. Yeah. Deep down in their heart. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, and well, then there's this huge correlation is what they're saying. It's like reducing greenhouse gas emissions, like continuing forward with that. They talk about it like it's 
It's as if Donald Trump was an elected president. So, like, do you, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, I, I know what I, I know what you're saying, but it, it, that it doesn't make it doesn't make sense because this problem has existed so much longer than his presidency, right? So, right. I mean, I guess, like, if they wanted to say that about Reagan, and then they said it about Bush, and then, you know what I mean? It was, right. it doesn't make, right. and again, you know. Well, this is only their second conference they've had. Yeah, but that, so. that's what I mean. It, it, yeah. I mean, is it coincidental that the biggest right. donors happen to be people that are in the fossil fuel industry? And right. that they were able to attach it to a political right. party. I mean, the well, the yeah. problem, the problem there is that they're really we are reaching a point where it, it it will become such an such a an observable phenomenon that that you won't be able to mislead people in this way. And and at that point, it'll be too late to make the kind of corrections that are necessary. So it's right. It's just so dangerous and irresponsible. I I just I don't know the only the only people that I feel like this this logic works on would be like you know people looking for revelations in the bible or something well i the thing is right i, I, I was gonna know. say because i as as you know um uh i i was raised in a very religious environment and you know there were you know this was back when we were in the 80s and 90s when we were growing up there were all kinds of like protest environmental protests and things like that and i remember the stance at the time in the evangelical community was that god gave us dominion over the earth and oh, that god. our real reward was in heaven and so we were allowed to use the earth as we wanted to wow and so that was the justification for doing whatever we wanted to uh yeah and that to be attached to the earth was ridiculous because the earth was going to end anyway. Right. So, but, but then what happens when you see, when like your house gets flooded and you're in danger of dying or whatever? Well, and that's the thing because, you know, they're again with the evangelicals is that they, the rapture could come at any time. Right. And see, that's what I, I'm thinking about is like that. That's kind of the sub subgroup that I could see. I, other than that, I don't really understand and, why. You know, and I think it had like a lot of conservative politics. It's not as if they don't believe it. It's that they don't care. Yeah. You know, it like, right. you know, I think for a long time uh, with a lot of issues like, the, especially lately where we've talked about like you know domestic violence or sexual violence or you know racism or the, you know right. it was like yeah but if they could understand where we were coming from I don't think that they understand and it's like oh no 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 that's not the problem <laughs> they do understand they don't care yeah you know and yeah. I and that is the you know even with the I mean they keep 
this information, it's come to a point where the entire world is in agreement that this is an issue and there is observable evidence everywhere. I mean, there yeah. are, you know, yeah. again, like red tides happening everywhere. There, you know, just, yeah. so, I mean, people, it, it's not as if you can, it, it's different than what it was a generation ago or if it, doing this increase within a hundred years is like what it's all before it was, it would increase over thousands and thousands of years or something. You know, it's again, it's, it's disingenuous. I mean, maybe there are, you know, maybe there are people that actually believe the hype, but the, the people that originated these arguments, they know better. So again, like the, the climate, change deniers it's not again nobody actually believed that originally right you know like so right like that was it just in the way that the soviet union would make up lies about the west right you know it was it was a similar tactic where don't believe your lying eyes you know but yeah. it, it, it's like come to a point where it's undeniable. So, yeah. And it's imminent. Like, it's dangerous. Yeah. When, 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 like, the UN's like, um, we really need to, uh, get emissions down to zero. Oh, I don't know. Yesterday. Within, yeah, within 20 years, uh, if we really want to <laughs> not that, just. Oh, this is what I was going to say, is that when we did um, the episode on um, leaded gasoline, and mm-hmm. at the time, you know, people knew that lead was a neurotoxin. They knew it was dangerous, but so many people were were making money off of it, that it was a risk that they were willing to take because they knew that the effects weren't going to show up for a while. Right. And that they said at the time, the quote was, it'll be another generation's problem. Yeah. And and here we are. Here we are. I mean, it's it's our, you know, the, the people, young people now are going to be in the midst of this problem. That, yeah, you know. And I it, mean, we we are too, but but you know, we'll be using our jitterbug phones to call each other. That's right. That's right. <laughs> like our yeah. I mean, well, God, we're not. Gonna, it's not that far off, though. I mean, not far enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not far enough. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I just, you know, I can't help but, and this this goes on throughout the report, everything. It's like, the, a main takeaway is this requires a complete economic transformation. And by economic, we mean capitalism. Uh-oh. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. how else is it going to, like, when people aren't going to, like, be for their own best interest when it comes to money. You know, obviously, I don't have, like, a utopia to point to, but I'm not arguing, you know, for 
early 20th century communism, but... Well, I did see... Something's got to give. Well, I mean, there was a, a tweet. Um, I think the... I think he may have been maybe 20 years old. Obvious, a genius in the making, but was saying that climate change was a conspiracy to overthrow capitalism. Oh. Yeah. There's so many reasons to overthrow it other than that. What about poverty? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I think, like, with environmental issues, because it's not something you can buy not. buy your way out of. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's so obsessed with, um, you know, <laughs> colonizing the moon. I guess, but <laughs> it's not. Look, it much like energy uh, can neither be created or destroyed. Like, the money's not going to disappear. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It'll just be rerouted. Yeah. You know, it, there's, it's not as if there isn't a way that this can't be incentivized. Right. You know? To, do, it, the, what, to look for alternative fuel or uh, sources, That's right? exactly right. You know? And that's what people have been trying to do forever. It's just that the people who are being, like, stubborn <laughs> about it is that they... We've, they're yeah. like, yeah, but this is my cash cow. What I've am I got to all do these it? factories. Right. What am I going to make rainbows for the liberals? I mean, you could start. <laughs> I mean, that's a start. How, like, how much more money do you need? Like, at what cost? Yeah, <sighs> and now I'm just getting angry about like yeah, healthcare and like too. everything. I I like, can't. it goes. All right, all it right. all. It, it's it all goes book. Yeah, well, just. Just going to calm down. But yeah, I mean, <sighs> I'm not going to calm down. What is it going to take? I well, and for that's the it, people to start getting real, stop being polite and, and start, start getting being. real. <laughs> They're going to have to have their lives taped to find out what happens <laughs> when the skies turn to fire. <laughs> Like the the island nations, like some in the report, like they were, you know, were mentioning some island nations were like, um, we actually see this needing to go even faster, like change, like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like like the Maldives or wherever. They're like, um, this is a generous timeline. (laughs) Well, that's the thing is that like. Are you really going to have to lose, like, Papua New Guinea before, <laughs> you know, like, how far, like, how bad does, it, like, does Miami have to go, like, New York City, like, what, yeah, the ocean is not in good shape. Yeah. Well, it's, just, it's like, going to turn into soup, really. It's just going to be gumbo. It's a little warm in there. And then SeaWorld will be like, see? <laughs> see? We saved them. <laughs> the sea's dangerous. <laughs> I knew you'd work blackfish into this. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait till we go to the ocean episode. Oh, God. Um, but. God. Okay. So, um, anyway, I guess that's about it. But we just, again, wanted to cover the misinformation campaign. Um, of the fossil fuel industry uh, aligns pretty much with the tobacco industry. In fact, it used the same players. So. <laughs> yeah. 
we're going to have to look at um, ways to exist. Right. You know, I, I guess, and I, you know, I've had these conversations even going back, you know, late 90s of like, okay, everybody, where are we going to meet when the grid goes down? Right. So, you know, start having that conversation again. Well, yeah. Find your, find your meetup place. Um, yeah, like learn which mushrooms are edible. Um, you know, forage techniques. Maybe how to grow. Potatoes are easy to grow. Move from the coast because that's gone. Right. There's going to be a new coast. Um <laughs> And I can't wait to surf it. Oh, God. <laughs> um, I'm a surfer, by the way. No. no, she's not, guys. No, I'm not. And not that it's funny. And not that this is funny. It's just... It's not. We are using humor to cope with the fact that... Um, Things are going downhill fast, and it's going to happen within the next 20 years. Yeah. What we do every week is you can catch us at Instagram at Exapod, on Facebook, on Twitter. Exapod at Gmail. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye, buddy. Later.